anyone who is listening and you are nervous about traveling on your own. Traveling is easy. I will tell you what I'm nervous about. How do you stay at home and do some shit job and be surrounded by this bubble? I don't know how you guys, but traveling is easy. Said by Paris Alinas, the Travel Pie podcast speaker. About Paris Alinas. Five years ago, he packed up his bullshit life thanks to his dream and spontaneous decision. Over those five years he lived in Ukraine, then Russia invaded. He started his own project and went around Europe in caravan and helped people. Lived on a farm in Bosnia, get altitude sickness in Bolivia, performed stand-up comedy in Russian, gave TEDx speech, slept a lot in Australia, and a million million more. Hello Paris Alinas. So thank you for joining this episode and for everyone who is listening. Uh, this is a special day because it's uh, my first podcast episode and I have a very special guest. I'm honored to uh, be a guest on your first episode. <laughs> I'm actually honored to have such a guest. And I really, really actually like your name. It's Paris. Uh, so can you tell the story of yourself for those who, who not know who you are? Yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm Paris, Paris John Stavroselinas is my full name. I'm a half Greek, half Englishman uh, from Grantham, England. Um, yeah, and I've just been traveling for the last five years. Um, I currently live in Czech Republic and I'm the um, uh, uh, chief development officer of a children's camp uh, based in Eastern Europe. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. And uh, I know that actually your journey started five years ago, right? And uh, yeah, right. During five years, you, you actually achieved and experienced amazing things. So, can you tell how how does everything started? Yeah, so uh, yeah, so five years is um, it's it's been such an incredible journey. I'd say the man I am today is uh, because of the experiences, the people I've met, the mentality, um, philosophy that I've been following over the last five years. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I suppose it all started from there. Okay, there were many things. Uh, that have influenced my life and books. But there are two main things that uh, people have said in my life. One of them was a man called David Hardgraves. He's a, a good friend of mine. He's older than me. And I was sat in his house. He had a very beautiful house. He was very successful. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said to him, how are you? I, I was like 18 at the time. So I was young. This is before I was traveling. And I said to him, like, how? How are this? And he said to me, quite simply, uh, I've always had a 10-year plan. And I was like, oh, like, okay, so 10-year plan. Sounds simple, okay? And I didn't really think anything of it. Another thing is my father, I was around, I think I was around 16, and I said to my father, Dad, I don't know what I want to do in my life. And I think, Arturas, you can agree, we all feel lost yes. um, sometime in our life, right? And uh, we turn to our exemplar, which is our parents, if we, if, we, if we do have a parent or some sort of model figure. And I said to my father, you know, I don't know what I want to do in my life. And he said to me, Paris, if you don't know what you want to do, 
chase money. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, right. Sounds so simple. Find money. Uh, I'll explain later what my father meant by that. But so yeah, that was like um, two things that appeared while traveling. So yeah, um, I, I was sort of in college and I was working in McDonald's and I was around uh, twenty years old. Uh, and uh, I was going to st- studying to be a sports coach. I was going to be a teacher. I was going to be an athlete um, and things like that. And I entered a breakdancing competition, uh, my second one, and I slipped on the floor and completely destroyed my ligament. Now, Arturas, I think you can agree, like, uh, if you're studying something and you've spent years investing your time into something and somebody takes that away from you, it hurts, yes, right? Yes, it's, it's very hurts, actually. Yeah, so my my movement was taken away from me, if you like. Uh, and then one day I just woke up. I had a dream. I don't remember the dream. I don't remember anything what happened in the dream. <laughs> sort of left with left with an emotion, you know. Uh, I, I don't want to say to you I had some magical gift from God or something like that. I just woke up and I just I, I just had a feeling yes. and I <clears throat> I looked online. I found a job. I packed my entire life into my car. And three months later, like I, I drove down. I ended up working for this company, working with children. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. Like I really just found amazing people. I found uh, myself, I'd say. I, I fell in love with a beautiful Australian girl. Um, it was great, uh, but it, it didn't pay enough. And so I actually applied for the job and then I got that job. And then I went there and then I met two Ukrainians who offered me a job uh, in Slovakia. And then I went to Slovakia and then they offered me a job in Ukraine and then I went to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, reaching out into the world really opened up this opportunity for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of like the beginning bit. The, the, all that happened in four months, four months. I went from unhappy, hitting my life, depressed, hurt my knee, working at McDonald's mm-hmm. to, to with an amazing job, surrounded by the most incredible people in Ukraine. It was incredible. Well, so, so a major shift actually in just four months. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like you don't know yourself. Uh, you don't know who you are when you're placed into a new environment. Um, if I, it's like, Arturis, if you moved to uh, some country in Africa and I said to you, what are your hobbies? <laughs> you would go, well, my, ho- my, ho- my hobbies back in Lithuania were, I don't know, football or whatever. But you're in a new place. You've got new hobbies. You're a new man, right? <clears throat> so, so, yeah. Um, sorry. So, 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 so yeah, so... When did you came to Ukraine? What what was was your thoughts like? How what did you think? And what was your plan? And you know all, all things like that. Yeah. So, um, like, if I had literally had no no idea about the world, I was mm-hmm. so naive. I I actually moved to Donetsk, Donetsk. Uh, which is a, mm-hmm. yeah, which was a, a very interesting. Very interesting city, and um, I got a keys to my this flat. This woman said, "I'll see you in three days at your job. Uh, the supermarkets this way. Uh, okay, have fun." Okay. So I'm stood in, I'm stood in a Ukrainian supermarket. Everything's written in Cyrillic. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea how many things work. I don't know a word in Russian, and I just would follow the babushki around <laughs> the supermarket. And, uh, and I was watching them how they shop for like two hours. I, I followed this one woman for an hour. I just want, want to ask Babushki. It's like an old woman, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like grandma, you know, but it's like a special name. It's like a warm, comforting name, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, I was following them around, uh, and then from there the adventure just went crazy. Uh, I had the most. I have, a, I have too many stories for this podcast, but let's just say it really shaped me as a man, and it made me question everything that I thought I knew, and um, I had some really stressful situations that I needed to fix. Like, uh, I, 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 like my knee was getting better, so I decided to go to gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a bad stomach, and I ended up needing to go to the toilet, but they still used the holes in the floor in Ukraine. Uh, so I ended up shitting all down my legs, <laughs> all, all on my hands and covering myself in shit. And I'm in a USSR gymnastics gym, covered in my own shit, and nobody speaks English. I ended up just running out, just covered in my own, you know. Um, but that wouldn't have happened at home. And, you know, everything happens for a reason, and everything builds character. Yes, I know? agree. Totally agree with that. Uh, and although something seems so bad at the time, you know, for five years later, I'm talking in a podcast about it, you know? Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I had a moment, and this goes back to the advices that I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast. I was in my flat, and I started to have a panic attack, and I was like, what am I doing in my life? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, what am I doing? Where am I going to go in life? And then it, everything just hit me really hard. All this, everything people had told me. And the two main points came to my head. First was Paris, make a 10-year plan. Okay? Um, do it. Second was what my father meant by chasing money was he, it's because his motivation in life was money, right? So <laughs> like, uh, if you don't know what job you want, but you know you want a Ferrari, get a job that buys the Ferrari. It doesn't matter what job it is. You know you're going to get a Ferrari because that's what you want. Uh, so I decided to take to, to spend the create a 10 year plan. And within that 10 plan, 10 year plan, I wanted to see the world as much as I could to find out what I wanted. What was my chasing money? Like my father said, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I kind of came up with a 10 year plan. It was very open. It was very, uh, to seeing the world. And basically I'd given myself the next three years to travel the world and become, a strong man and learn things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so. So, 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 yeah, so you created your 10 years plan and you started to travel the world, right? Yeah, um, I got there eventually. Yeah, yeah, I did. And it was amazing. Uh, <clears throat> well, first of all, the war happened in Donetsk. I was in Donetsk when Russia invaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like, and I was in Maidan during the Ukrainian revolution. And it was like really crazy experience. Mm-hmm. Then I had to come back to England, but I came back super inspired, super motivated. Like every person who travels, you know, when you travel, <laughs> yeah. you, you feel like uh, you understand the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started a project and I ended up crowdfunding and raised a few thousand pounds. And I went around Europe in a camper van and then, stayed with families and I helped people mm-hmm. all across Europe and that was fantastic. Um, but I came back absolutely broke, no money to my name, no money, nothing, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an argument with my father and he said to me, you know, time to take life more seriously. And then I did some bullshit jobs, um, nothing worth talking about. And then I became an engineer and then I got fired from the engineering company because <laughs> it just, you know, when you see the world and you really experience life and then you, you go to some bullshit job where you're That's just working be. with narrow-minded people, you know, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. So 
uh, I got fired and then I started working at a camp and then uh, somebody offered me an opportunity to go to Ukraine to develop this business and then I went to Ukraine and I'd say that moment I stepped into Ukraine the second time is when the balls really started rolling and I was this really motivated person and, and life just opened up to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, and then from there, like, uh, I ended up learning Russian. I am performing a stand-up comedy competition, competition completely in Russian and I won cash prize. Uh, I traveled the world. I was running this, like, successful business. I was, uh, I was in Argentina. I was in Australia. Um, I had altitude sickness I got ill I lost my money I got money stolen from me and all this really difficult really small stories in between that really amounted to the man I am today you know? uh, actually I just uh, made a research about altitude sickness and yeah it's actually very serious sickness mm. how did you manage to overcome it to cure it well okay so I'd, I'd been traveling like three years by this time, four years, non-stop living in hostels and all this stuff. And I was, I was getting tired. Uh, I, when I was in Rio de Janeiro, I was, I was really exhausted. I'd actually had enough of traveling uh, and I, I kind of shouldn't have gone, but I did. And then when I got to Bolivia, uh, I was so high up in, the, in La Paz. And then I arrived in Madrid. Uh, I just wasn't, uh, I came down too quick mm-hmm. and I just, Oh my God. It was the, let's say, um, nothing solid left my my ass in like three weeks i was just <laughs> basically shitting brown water it was one of the worst things in my life and just there are other personal things that we don't want to mention but it was <laughs> yeah it was re- it was really bad uh, and I, it was very uncomfortable um but uh because of that i then was about to fly to australia and i sat in the airport and i was shaking really 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 bad uh, and I'm not because I was cold. It's just because I felt ill and my body had had enough. You know, Paris, you've been traveling for three years, four years. Uh, it's time to give up, like just just sleep. Because I started to, all this sounds wonderful, all this comedy, mm-hmm. all this, you know, all this traveling. But it really impacts your body really hard. And you've really got to take care of yourself in life. And I developed high blood pressure, insomnia and all these things. So when I got to Australia... I was just sleeping 16 hours a day, every day for like two weeks. I just slept like 16 hours. All I could do, um, it felt felt good. <laughs> you transformed to a little panda. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, if I, can I can, if I could give anyone advice, uh, if you're deciding, you're considering traveling, or you are halfway through traveling, or you're thinking, or you're, this is after your travels, you know. Uh, really take care of yourself. It's so important. Um, it's going out and getting that extra drunk on that last night of your trip in Budapest isn't the best idea. Uh, going, I was in Latvia a few weeks ago and um, I literally went from the nightclub to the airport and it was just terrible on my body. So, you know, just take care of yourself. Um, feed, eat well and exercise as much as you can. Yes, that's very good advice. And uh, Paris, if you don't mind me asking, I'm actually very uh, interested in your 10 years plan. It's, okay. It's... Yeah, so 
created like this idea and okay so humans are born with guilt like all the time we're always made to feel guilty you need to get a job you need to work you need to be a good man woman you need to be this this this, that this that uh and 10 year plan really relieved some stress off me uh so i decided for the to the age of 25 i'm 26 now Mm -hmm. but i decided to the age of 25 i wanted to travel and really learn much as about myself and the world by the age of 26 if i haven't decided what i want to do it's time to make a decision and and, um choose something choose something based on the philosophy that my father told me about chasing money so choose something that's going to yeah, allow me my the things that I love in life, which is mm-hmm. free time and traveling, product uh, projects, ideas. Uh, by the age of twenty seven, I needed to be doing it, and by the age of uh, twenty eight, I wanted to own some property. Uh, by the age of thirty, I wanted to be earning a certain amount of salary and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and literally, like everything was followed a year earlier. Uh, I found out what I wanted to do when I was twenty four, and and I realized what I wanted in my life, which was. Um, I wanted to own my own farm. I wanted to have my own, surrounded by my friends and my family. I wanted as much free time as I could have, just doing things I really enjoy. Uh, so I needed to make a decision uh, on how I was going to do that, which is what I'm doing right now, which is this, uh, these children's camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that allowed me to get the things I wanted in life. Nice. So actually, you not just executed your 10 years plan, but you actually achieved what you were um, decided to achieve, right? Yeah. So like if you if you if you give yourself a 10 year plan, the thing about a 10 year plan is it's constantly moving. The the 10 year plan doesn't close. It just moves along your lifestyle, your life, if you know what I mean. Uh, so like uh, when I'm 30 I'm thinking about what I'm doing when I'm 40 when I'm 40 I'm thinking about what I'm doing when I'm 50 Uh, so yeah I achieve these things and when you know what you're going to be doing for the next 10 10 years you can really direct your life you can really choose in which and who you spend time with and what decisions you make and what money you make and you can really decide that so if anyone's like worrying about what they're thinking what they're going to do in the future just sit down and write down what you what you want over the next 10 years and because of that you can make really just positive decisions uh i'll give you a couple of examples you can say um uh, i really want to own a uh, my own house at 35 i really want to own this this and this and this so you need to think about how can i own own these things within this 10 year so that's how like you can sort of mm-hmm. decide what you want just like you Arturus, like you want to start a podcast so you you can include that in your 10-year plan. You know that you need to download an app. You need to post in a group and find people to talk to. And already you're doing it. So, like, it, it's really that easy. Yeah. Yeah. really agree. So, yeah, the 10-year plan yes. uh, really guided me. So um, um, this company that I'm a part of now, uh, I earn my money seasonally. So I earn about 80% of my money in summer, which allows me the free time, which was always my goal, to do mm-hmm. projects that I love. Uh, and really enjoy um so yeah so I'll, I'll earn my money in summer then i'll go into the world and um i spent a, a lot of time volunteering I, I was on a farm in bosnia for three weeks uh working on a farm i was on helping two families in czech republic uh i've been in argentina in like, sort of helping out <clears throat> on these cottages um i was in australia with these like hippie family and i was building them a cottage and yeah like uh my goal was like 
just to see as much as I could. And yeah. Also, another full, another thing I, I wanted in my 10 year plan was not to pay rent. Like, I just didn't want to pay rent. So I um, would go volunteer with people and work hard in the house and live rent free. Yes. Uh, Paris, uh, actually, I'm, I'm really appreciate uh, uh, your story about 10 years plan. And uh, one, one uh, additional thing I'm interested in is uh, you told yeah. the story about your father. Yeah, when he, so w- what does he mean by saying uh, chase Everybody money? in life has a thing they want, right? And by getting that thing we want, uh, we work for it. It can be something like a family. So to get a family, you, you know, you might man or woman or whatever, uh, and you, um, you fall in love and you start a family, you work at it, you work in the relationship. You, if you want a, a Ferrari, you work hard, you save your money, you get a Ferrari. If you want this, this, and these things, you want an iPhone, you save your money, you buy an iPhone. Uh, my father's in me, his life was money. My father just wanted money. That's what he was. He, he defined success as money. So when my father said to me is, if you don't know what you want, chase money. But my father was kind of reflecting himself through that advice when what he was saying is if you don't know what you if you don't know what you want to do find out what you want and work at it uh and because of that like i i I worked backwards i know that uh that i wanted a farm and my own house at the age of 30 so i need to work backwards from that so i need to come back and say how do i get that farm and that house and then i work towards it like that Mm -hmm. so which uh, which way do you prefer more 10 years plan Oh, 10-year plan, uh, like uh, money. uh, money, uh, This goes sort of my (laughs) philosophy. Uh, It was uh, in one year in traveling the world, I made 6,000 euros and I managed to see the world. Yeah, like nothing. Um, I was living in, uh, I was living in uh, like volunteering places. I was shopping in second-hand shops. I was buying 20-cent shirts that Ralph Lauren uh, you know, these really expensive shirts that were costing me 20 cents and I was dressed the, the best I'd ever dressed, um, spending the least. Uh, I, <laughs> I went around Europe in my camper van. I spent almost nothing and families where I was volunteering would feed me. So I'd work really hard and prove myself and they would feed me. Uh, so yeah, my, my goal was not to make money, but not to spend it. And I realized it really turns you into a really humble mm-hmm. person. You really fall in love with the world and uh, appreciate the little things and you know for the first time in my life now I have money but I still shop in secondhand shops and that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone through that hard stage of having the money and volunteering and seeing the world and sticking to my 10 year plan that's, that's nice um, uh, Paris uh, but I'm, I'm really interested how did you manage to uh, get uh, income uh, when you traveled with uh, yeah so this caravan. is um this is a subject amongst travelers that everybody find tries to find their thing the way of funding these travels and 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 making money this is the biggest mm-hmm. subject and a lot of people are very open about this actually so uh like i said before it wasn't mm-hmm. about making money it was about not spending it uh, so what i would do is i would work for camps in england before the current camps that they're working with so I'd be working in camps in England and I would work like, um, I don't know, like four months for them. But these camps would cover all my food and all my accommodation. 
so I was never spending any money. I chose jobs that really funded me. So I realized that the biggest outcomes in life is food and accommodation. Uh, wasting all our money. It's just, it's just bullshit money. Like you're living in a house you don't want to live in. You're spending £600 a month uh, and have no money left over. And I was like, I want that £600. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get this job that pays for all my food and accommodation and save every single penny. So like I save like £4,000, right? So it, it sounds like a lot in theory, but that had to last me the next eight months. So I would um, mm-hmm. just really like spend as little as possible. But it doesn't mean I was like, I was never uncomfortable or never did I crave anything in my life, like new iPhone or anything like that. I was very, very content and very satisfied because I had my 10 year plan and I knew that I was making the sacrifices for something that I wanted later on down the line, you know? Um, So these sacrifices I was making of not having really, really nice clothes, uh, never having my own bed, no privacy, having everything I owned in one bag that was just falling apart. These are the sacrifices that I was happy to make because I knew later it was going to give me what I wanted. So, so you talk about uh, how did I make money? It's not about making money. It's about not spending it for me. Yeah. And that actually makes sense. Uh, Boris, I have another question actually Uh, during um, that uh, 10 years plan. What was the biggest treasure you find along the way? Is it like maybe love or uh, some kind of experience or or anything in that nature? Mm, good question. So my life is very rich at the moment. I'm very full of just really caring, really su- supportive people. Uh, I'd say... Uh, the people like the man I am today is because of these people and these experiences, the biggest treasure, the biggest thing, there are two main things for me. One is the good, my girlfriend right now is the girl that I met actually five years ago on the beach. We ended up uh, having, to, this, is, this is a whole new podcast in itself. You know, I, I didn't speak to her for two and a half years and we only sent each other postcards and we weren't together. We were just sort of keeping in brief contact and she's really support. She's really supported me mm-hmm. throughout my life and, Uh, I'd say, um, yeah, she's a really you know, big influence on who I am now. So this, this my, my beautiful, she's from Australia, which is why I was there. Another thing is my my two business partners, Dimmer and Tanya. Uh, they are sort of like my uh, family away from my family, uh, if you like. And they really just are the most amazing people I've ever met in my life and taught me a lot. So I'd say these two main things. That's nice. I I think it's it's very good um, to to have a person who supports you, and uh, b- because I think when when you travel sometimes you travel alone you feel uh, like uh, no, no one is supporting you and that's actually that's yeah and I believe that everybody belongs to uh, a time and a place uh, I believe that everybody belongs somewhere in the world there is a community for everyone. And in England, I couldn't find my community. I couldn't find where I, my people were. So I went abroad and I found them. Uh, and I, Arturus, like, um, and th- for the listeners who are listening at home, you all, there is somewhere, there is some people where you really can belong and blossom into this really successful person who will support you. And and you can find them and they they will find you as well naturally if you just open your mind and start traveling.
Yeah, yeah. Actually, Boris, I I want to congrats you because uh, I I think you are inspiration for many who are listening because you found courage to leave your hometown and just go and travel because a lot of people who are listening now I think they struggling. To yeah, uh, like for the people listening at home and and you outdoors, like um, I make it sound easy. Like I'm talking like yeah, and I went to Ukraine and yeah, I did that. It was, you know, I ended up having really high blood pressure and I had really just was a really, really, really <laughs> difficult time in the last, you know, five years of um, having somewhere at times nowhere to live and no money. Yes, like I said, yeah, yeah, I just had you know, £4,000 the last me, you know, eight months. But I, I was stressed about it. I wasn't happy about it all the time. And um, I got, you know, like I got the altitude sickness. Uh, what else? I, I lost a couple of friends as well. Uh, I missed the birth of my nieces and nephews. So they've grown up sort of the early part of their childhood without me. Uh, I left the comfort of my home, uh, my comfort of my job. I was really uncomfortable for the last five years. But because of that, you know, uh, my great auntie gave me some of the most amazing advice. Um, you can do anything you want in life, good or bad, but be prepared for the consequences. So <clears throat> if you want to go travel life and become a nomad, uh, be prepared to be uncomfortable and have uh, sleep in a bush in Slovakia outside of McDonald's because you, you, you don't want to pay for a hotel because you've got no money. Uh, be prepared for altitude sickness coming back from, you know, from Bolivia. Be, be ready to go home and f- argue with your father because you, you have no money and you're not taking life seriously. Uh, and not talk to him for a year like uh, <clears throat> these are the sacrifices I made because I stuck to I strongly believe that I was going to succeed later on because it was a part of my plan um, so if anyone's listening at home and you're, you're nervous about traveling on your own traveling is easy I'll tell you what I'm nervous about how do you stay at home and do you <laughs> do some shit job and 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 be surrounded by like this uh, bubble like I don't know how you guys do it. Traveling's easy. <laughs> we have a good vibes here. <laughs> Paris, uh, so as I understand, you actually were accountable. Uh, and b- before making a decision to travel and uh, making 10 years plan, you, you were fully aware of consequences, right? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I had no idea what I was doing. I just... I was just in Ukraine, just uh, about two months into Ukraine, and I was uh, at a a salsa dancing party trying to make friends because I was horribly lonely (laughs) for the first two months. And I got drank half a bottle of cognac and just danced with as many people as I could to make friends. No, I didn't think (laughs) of the consequences. And uh, while I was getting dragged into a room in Ukraine because apparently my ticket wasn't right, some guy was trying to take my money, and I was arguing and shouting no i didn't think of the consequences i just went i, I just <laughs> um i just went with the flow i had no clue what i was doing um but i was i turned out okay yeah but but you are actually proud of the uh, end result i mean all, all those challenges uh, were worth it. absolutely um <clears throat> if anyone's sitting here and wor- worrying about what is going to happen when they go traveling? Who are they going to meet? Are they, get, are they going to get in trouble or get things stolen from them? Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Um, it's all worth it. 
Uh, I'm now, you know, in Czech Republic now in a flat um, with the girlfriend that I love. Uh, I'm talking in a podcast. Uh, I gave a TEDx speech a few months ago. And it was my dream to give a TEDx speech, and I couldn't have, I could not have spoken in TEDx if it wasn't for all this sacrifices, all the bullshit that I've gone through the years. It wasn't for me injuring my knee. If it wasn't for me seeing the war in Ukraine, losing my job, losing my friends. If it wasn't for all this. I wouldn't be this strong, sturdy man I am today. And this doesn't mean I'm done. This doesn't mean I'm finished. doesn't mean I've learned what I needed to learn. Uh, I'm still going and I'm still learning and I'm still meeting people who really inspire me. Um, yeah, so. Well, so you have work-life balance and uh, you're, I, I will be honest, you're actually very inspiring and your story is, is so amazing. And uh, it just, it, it's, it's a unique and uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, we can learn from you and uh, we, we should, each of us should actually create 10 years plan and, and, uh, and yeah, and be aware of consequences and just go and do and, uh, but maybe you can talk uh, about actually how did you, I came across with Tech Talk. So um, I actually just was uh, looking online and uh, it just said uh, TEDx and I clicked on it uh, and I, I always wanted to do a TEDx audition, uh, TEDx <laughs> speech, so I, I applied. Um, they contacted me saying I had a, an audition, which was in, so I thought, oh, great, fantastic. But it said TEDx Debrison. Now, for some reason, I thought TEDx Debrecen would was in Budapest, even though Debrecen is the name of the you know the second capital city there. So I went all the way to Budapest, and what I believe that everything happens for a reason. And I stayed in this hostel. I met these amazing people, and ended up having a great night. Uh, and then in the morning, I woke up hungover, uh, of course, and then I had breakfast. And then I googled the address, and the address said four and a half hours away. And I was like, what? Four and a half hours away? So then I went to the reception. I said, excuse me, do you know where this place is? And they were like, uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. I said, is it far? He was like, it's the other side of the country. And I was like, you, <laughs> you were joking me. So I ended up just walking around Budapest going, fuck, fuck. So I just got on this train and I just got on a, a train and I was like, I'm just going. I don't care what they say. Like, so I got there and I emailed them saying, uh, can I move my time forward? And they, they gave me 15 minutes extra. And I said, no, I need, I need like three hours. And they were like, yeah, like, okay, whatever. So I arrived and I, the audition went fantastic. It was great. And yeah, it was really good. Uh, and after that, I ended up doing the TED Talk. And it was just incredible. Like um, I was saying that I believe that every block, everyone belongs to a time and a place. And the TEDx community is just, just fantastic optimism, like full of just interesting people who really want to change the world and really make a difference. So I'm stood around this amazing people who are supporting each other, like, come on, you can do it, helping each other remember our speeches, giving each other advice. It was just a wonderful community full of amazing people, and it really touched me. Uh, I, also, I do comedy, so I do comedy in English and Russian, and the community behind comedy is really stressful. Everyone's kind of backstage and drinking and uh, uh, taking drugs, like getting really hyped up for the, the, the show. Uh, but I find TEDx was just, was just wonderful. And uh, I just really liked the people. 
and um, yeah, and my speech was about it was the speech was called the reasons why. Uh, it was about the, everything that happens in our life, good and bad, happens for a reason. We may not know it at the time, but there is a reason why. Uh, we all have our unique journeys, and if we lay it out in front of us, see it through clear eyes, we can begin to forgive others, and most importantly, ourselves. And this is what I was talking about. You know, I was, we're talking about now this traveling and all these stories I have, all these situations, all these sacrifices mm-hmm. I made, all these things that were so difficult at the time and all these things that were so amazing all amounted to me being stood on a TEDx stage, just really happy with my life. Uh, and I owed my, both my negative and positive experiences to that. And that's what I spoke about in my TED talk. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's, that's cool. And actually uh, that, that citation with Budapest was like a preparation for you to, to, to your talk because It, it, I, I guess it, it was it was not um, without a reason yeah. that, that you appeared in Budapest. Yeah, like um, like I said, everything happens for a reason. I ended up meeting these four incredible people um, and this guy called Dan, uh, who was kind of lost in his life. And for some reason, we all just kind of connected. And I, me and these other people really gave some really good advice and he really helped him as a man and he just said go home and he's like i'm going to change my life and that happened uh that evening and i went to but and i went to when i went for the audition in, in, in debrison i had this full presentation prepared and everything and i walked in there and i was just hung over i was tired and i just went okay i'm just going to start talking and i just started talking and i ended up being being better than my comedy performances and it just went really well uh because i was late <laughs> And uh, no. going back, going back to the subject, that everything happens for a reason, and a sort of like a really hard time. I told you that I argued with my father, like, and we didn't talk for a whole year. Uh, and although this was really bad at the time, I was really depressed to miss my father. I was walking through London. Now, my father lives about three and a half hours from London. And he kind of is retired. He stays at home, you know. Uh, and I was walk around the corner in the middle of nowhere, like the back streets of London, and my father was there. We both had no idea <laughs> we were in London. And it fi- completely fixed our friendship, like our, our relationship now, me and my father, closest, closer than we'd ever been. And that was thanks to this terrible year. Uh, and it was a this sacrifice that was, you know, it, it was worth it. Now, me and my father, closer than we'd ever been. Uh, that's, that's what, yeah, and that's what I spoke about in my TEDx. That's how universe is working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so thank you, Paris, for this amazing interview. Uh, thank you. Uh, It was so so honored to have you on this podcast, and um, I think everyone who who are listening, uh, it, it doesn't matter if you are traveling, if you are lost in life. Just I think that uh, everything is happening with a reason, and when Paris, your TED talk will uh, shown up. In, uh, so. Yeah, so the uh, the video takes a while to be processed. I think uh, in May, um, as soon as it's available, uh, Arturus, I'll send you it, and you can put you know, put a link in the podcast or something like that. Yes, definitely. I think everyone will be interested in it, and um, if you are interested, just uh, click the link on the podcast. And uh, yeah, happy watching, and thank you, Paris. <laughs> And have a nice evening. For you. Thank you very much. I had a really good time and I was honored to be your first guest. Thank you very much, Arturus. Just want to say big, 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 big thank you. 
that you stay until the end. It means a lot to me. And I want to wish you have a, have a wonderful, wonderful day.